Welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by Mitch Adams of Wrestle Royalty. The worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways. Both tell stories, while everyone involved wears tight, colorful outfits that would make circus performers blush. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleRoyalty.com and Harley Quinn Memes on Facebook proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hello everybody and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. I'm your host Mitch Adams and today I'm joined by a member of WrestleRoyalty.com, good mate of mine, Mr. Elazar Rodriguez. How you going mate? I'm doing good. <laughs> He's doing the namaste thing to me. Great. <laughs> this is audio, mate. We can't see you. <laughs> All right, cool. But today, guys, we have a pretty interesting subject, I think, to discuss. I mean, pro wrestling, pro wrestlers have always been in the fil- been in the movies, you know, been in TV shows. Whenever a director or a writer or anybody with, within the um, film and television industry needs a big hulking bloke or a very athletic woman to do fight scenes, they usually hire pro wrestlers if there's no stuntmen available or stuntwomen available. But True. And but as this <laughs> is, of course, comic book related and pro wrestling related, we're going to be discussing pro the best, I should say, the best pro wrestling, pro wrestlers, I should say, in comic book movies and comic book TV shows, True. the best acting performances. And today, I'm just going to give it Straight out, Elazar, give us your first example. Man, my first, my first example will have to be Batista. Oh well, that's that's obvious. It's probably <laughs> yes. <one. laughs> he, to me, he 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 he's doing great. He's doing great as in in the movies right now he's doing great which is very hard to say <laughs> for other act for other body actors that try it yeah. and they are just horrible yeah that's true <laughs> well he's his performances in guardians of the galaxy and the avengers movies are just hilarious i mean he does it perfectly so he plays drax the destroy absolutely perfectly to perfection so that is very true. That is very true. Um, what's your favorite? What, what do you think your favorite moment? Uh, favorite uh, moment is of Batista playing Drax. All of his jokes, <laughs> all the jokes they throw at him, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like jokes will never go over my head. Nothing goes over my head. <laughs> yeah, I would catch it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And man, mm. they 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 for him they put him in the perfect role. Yeah, because he's not too serious. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be serious, but he has people around him that you you just gotta laugh at him. Yeah, it's a, it's almost kind of deadpan, really. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty pretty funny. I have uh, two to bring up now. Uh, 
well, both the same same uh, person, but uh, and two wildly different things. Uh, Kevin Nash, who's done a lot of movies, but uh, the two things that stick out to my mind, the two comic book roles, was as Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja T- Turtles 2. Kids, if you don't know what that is, look that up. And uh, the and uh, the Russian in the in the first Punisher film with uh, starring Thomas Jane. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember those yeah. films, Elazar? I mean, I remember the Punisher one. Okay. Because it was like I had a look at him when my brother told me that's Kevin Nash. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird seeing him with blonde hair. Well, he had blonde hair in, uh, for a period in WWE, so. But at the same time, I really didn't, I really don't remember his blonde hair, period. Okay. Well, he did, well, he did cut his hair uh, before, before, uh, for the role as well. I think, I think they did, made a part of the wrestling storyline, actually. I think it's uh, um, his last match in 2000, and his, uh, one of his last WWE runs in 2003, uh, Chris Jericho shaved his head, so. For some reason, I don't remember the two, the early two thousands too well. Okay. Because it was kind of like a weird spot in wrestling. Yeah, that's true. It was a post Monday Night War starts of the um uh, brain separation. So yeah, it was a bit odd. And then it was for that. It was like when they did bring back him with the NWO I wasn't really I was like going in and out of wrestling yeah 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 man because it was like without WCW it was like just WWE and sometimes I'll forget I didn't even watch a lot of Smackdown to be honest okay so fair enough the early enough. Smackdown I I really never even I I even forgot what day it was on. <laughs> well, it was on about 10 different days here in Oz, but never mind. Um, yeah, look, so, you know, uh, Kevin Nash in The Punisher, he obviously plays the Russian for the comic book aficionados who listen out there. Um, uh, the, the fight scene he had with Thomas Jane was very physical and also very funny. Uh, if, if, you don't, if, you have, if you haven't seen the film, I highly recommend you go watch it. I think it's the best adaptation of the Punisher comic book outside of the Netflix TV series that ended far too soon. But, um, uh, yeah, and obviously people don't realise this, in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, he played Super Shredder. He played the Shredder that uh, had just downed a whole gallon of ooze and became very big, very strong, and had a whole bridge fall on top of him. So... Hmm. I remember watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie with my brothers. Okay. Because, of course, <laughs> my, my older brothers watched it. I watched it also. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. <laughs> right. And I really don't remember Super Shredder that much. Okay. This is weird, but, <laughs> you mm. know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um. Well, there's lots of other examples. Well, we can go a bunch of the TV for just for the uh, into the Arrowverse. I mean, everyone talks about um, 
yeah, Cody Rhodes being an Arrow, obviously. Yes, I watched him in Arrow. Mm. Uh, but people don't realise uh, Edge was also in, the episode, was in an episode of The Flash as the Atom Bomber. And and I watch Flash all the time. Hmm. And I can't wait for it to come back, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, Flash, Flash has never really been my... Um, Flash has never really been my cup of tea, to be honest with you. I, I prefer Arrow and I prefer Legends of Tomorrow, so... And I also love Legends of Tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, I've never, I never got really, got in, really gone to Supergirl, but I, I got big into Batwoman. But no, I'm not, not sure if I'm going to tune into the second season now that Ruby Rose is gone. That is, it, it feels weird with that. Yeah, I'm, I know, I know, man. But she's got, she's got a bit of a reputation for being hard to work with. So, not to disparage my fellow Aussie, but. But at the same time. To me, it's, I can understand it a little bit. Mm. The stunt work and with her back issues. Uh, neck issues. Oh, neck issues. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, she actually broke her actually, neck. She actually broke her neck doing a couple of stunts, so. There's that. Yeah. So, and it's weekly, so it's it's kind of, it's got to be hit. It's got to be like bad on your neck. Yeah, I, well, absolutely. I mean, and she's she's not a she's not a wrestler. She's not a stunt woman. She's just an actor. So it's going to be. So it's got to got to be a bit, you know, obviously a bit risky. So that is very true. Mm. Man, it's just it's just sad for me, man, because I am. Um, obviously, I love to see Aussies do well in Hollywood, even though there are. Plenty of plenty of us in there already, but like you know, I've always been a fan of hers ever since she was a, a VJ on MTV Australia. And I just think it was, I think if I was her, I would have figured out a way to stay stick around. I think it was a bit of a silly move for her to leave. And I also think, um, I don't know how, how on earth they're going to rewrite the show around her absence because the whole show pretty much revolved around Kate well, Kane, her character, and every other character, uh their story arcs pretty much revolved around her as well. It wasn't, wasn't very, a, a very smart move to revolve the entire show around one character and not think, oh, hang on, maybe she'll leave. So, um, yeah, man. It, it was a bit... That is very true. Yeah. That is, oh, my God. Thank God they didn't do that with, like, with The Flash. They actually have an op-out with The Flash. yeah. They have uh, they have several op-outs. They have um, Wally West, and um, so yeah, they have, they have they have a couple of ways they could write Barry Allen out of the show, and they could bring in other ones from other multiverses. Yeah, exactly. Like like they did with the um uh, um uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths when they had a movie flash in there for a cameo. Yep, they, they could have easily bring brought him in. So there's uh, there's means options, but. I don't know, man. I'm, I might check out the first episode of the season two about women to see how they do, but um, I don't have, I don't have high hopes if I'm being honest. Yeah, it it kind of does that when an actor leaves the role. Yeah, and like you said, the whole show revolves around that one person. Yeah, they, they should have just recast, if you ask me. 
True. True. That would, been, that would have been the simplest solution. Oh, well, anyway, back to the topic at hand. I've got another one for you. Ever say Blade Trinity? Yes. Uh, who would forget a silver fanged Triple H? So, <laughs> oh, that wasn't the best of films or the best of performances, but it counts. So. That's true. That's true. Uh, it squeaks right in. <laughs> well, there was one funny moment when he's uh, trying to dig that um, arrow out of his eyeballs. I just think for some reason that just made me laugh. Oh, man. And if, to me, if the role that they put him in kind of fit him. True. True. Because it was just, it was just him being almost his Triple H personality. Yeah. But undead. Yeah, like a, like a bit of a DX thing going on, so. The DX, oh, the DX, when he goes into corporate. Oh, okay. When they were part of the corporate. <laughs> okay. Where so. he was still doing all that silliness, but mm. a little more serious. What do you mean, corporate ministry with Undertaker or... um, uh, um uh, When... Or with uh, Seth Rollins? Um, actually, you know what? The authority will fit perfect. Okay, cool, yeah. Because that's that's the way he was in that movie. He could be silly when he needed to be, but he could have it a commanding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know when he's serious, serious. Yeah, true. Or when he's joking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, when we think about it, there's just so many to list. I mean, the the the. It's astonishing how many pro wrestlers get into movies. I mean, I got a very uh, obscure one for you. Uh, Andre the Giant, not in The Princess Bride, but in Conan the Destroyer, because he played. Uh, let me see if I can't remember um, the character he played. Uh, he was uncredited, but he played the big monster at the end of Conan the Destroyer. So. The big monster that Arnie had to slay at the end, and that that was an uncredited role because it was under a lot of makeup and stuff, but still can't. <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine how many wrestlers actually probably went uncredited? Oh, absolutely. In movies because they were under makeup. <laughs> well, I, I I got one for you. Um, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, uh, not in Predator because that's his most famous role, but. Uh, he was actually in the, uh, the uh, oh, how do I describe this film? The horrific, I think is the best way to describe it, horrific <laughs> Batman and Robin. He played one of Mr. Freeze's prison guards. Oh, my God. <laughs> then seduced and killed by Uma Thurman's horrific poison ivy. So. <laughs> that whole movie just sucked. <laughs> yes, I saw that when like I was. Somebody... I saw that when I was like four years old, and even at four years old, I thought this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when even uh, you know somebody say, this is good, you know you. Oh, 
Yes. And you know if, they, if any of those people could go back into time, oh yeah, and stop the movie, they would have. Well, I think well George Clooney jokes about it. I think he, he was invited to Comic Con for the first time in like twenty years, and he he went on like a fifteen minute apology speech about Batman and Robin, saying, "I never thought I'd be invited back here. I'm so sorry." <laughs> All I did was play a role. <laughs> I didn't write nothing. I didn't direct nothing. I didn't produce nothing. <laughs> I'm very sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. Oh, dear. Yeah. But, man, no, man. We could keep going on and on forever, but I think we can just... Uh, we can just conclude by saying, you know, the the amount of um, comic book movies uh, that feature uh, comic book movies and comic book TV shows that feature pro wrestlers are um, various and many. And yeah. guys listening, do yourself a favour and check them all out because they are all fantastic. Believe me. Well, not all of them are fantastic movies, but the pro wrestlers' performances are all fantastic. Let's, let's put it that way. They, they're, usually, they're usually the highlight and even the worst of films because you can spot them. So That's very true. Okay, guys. I think this wraps it up for storytelling in spandex for today. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at spandex underscore pod and on Instagram at spandex underscore pod. Thank you so much for joining in uh, for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next fortnight with a brand new episode. Thank you very much. See you around, guys around.